This is Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week on how to live well. Shine On is heard all over the world as a podcast, but it's heard first on the radio in New York's Hudson Valley. Well, hello, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On. So here I am just going along, minding my own business, doing radio shows, interviewing people, and I speak to this guy, Bob Gardner, the freedom specialist, and Bob says something that's keeping me up at night now. That ever happened to you? Somebody just says one thing and I can't stop thinking about it. Bob said, and you'll hear him say it in a few minutes, well, your brain doesn't really know what's going on in the world. That's what Bob said. He said, your brain doesn't really know what's going on in the world. And I'm like, how can that be? But he's right. Your brain doesn't really know what's going on in the world. Your brain just knows what you program it to know. Your brain is just going to do the thing that it thinks is best to shift you into another state or whatever the case may be. But your brain doesn't really know what's going on in the world. Something happens and it passes through all of your filters and prejudices and biases and interpretations that are already stored in your memory. It's not like your brain says, oh, this is real. Pay attention here. Your brain doesn't differentiate. It just knows what it already knows until you teach it something else. (sighs) Cannot get this thought out of my head. Like I knew that, but now I really know it. So what does really know what's going on? Your gut? Your spirit? Your soul? I don't know. But I think I need to have a committee meeting to get everybody together on my council. And we need to train our brains so we react in peace. It's discipline. I've got a whole cast of toddlers running wild inside of me, all hopped up on jujubes. We need discipline. And the discipline will lead to peace and freedom. Ah, I'll take some of that. Bob Gardner is here to help us. Bob Gardner, the freedom specialist, author of Built for Freedom. He has a body-based, no-nonsense approach to this freedom, and he's helped thousands. People struggling with chronic pain, anxiety, depression, PTSD, childhood wounds, addictions, OCD. Bob says, we were built for freedom, but somehow, through time, stress has become our motivating tool. Like when things get stressful enough, we make a change. That's not discipline. And part of Bob's plan is to focus on the good, focus on what's working. And that reminds me of a prayer. And I can't remember who taught me to pray this prayer. But the idea of the prayer is when you're feeling lack, say, in your health, you pray a prayer of gratitude for all the parts of you that are working. I think we learned this together here on Shannon Show. Somebody brought this idea to us. Let's say you have a headache. Offer up gratitude for your eyesight, for your hearing, for all your senses, for being able to breathe and walk and move your muscles. Bob says the same concept works when you're stressed. Scan your body. Your whole body's not stressed. Just parts of it are carrying that stress load. We can convince ourselves that we're just a ball of stress, a stress fest. We're freaking out. But the fact is that fire alarm is only ringing in one room or two. And most of the time it's a false alarm. Somebody pulled that fire bell because in most situations that aren't life-threatening, we can, with discipline, breathe our way to a more peaceful state. 
getting in touch with the present moment. So let's hear how Bob Gardner is going to help us unleash our inner freedom. Basically, the inner freedom that I talk about is everybody's birthright. The human body was built to produce levels of bliss and happiness and ease and well-being automatically. And what's happened over time is that we've learned ways of interacting socially and mentally and whatnot that has created enough tension in the body and enough stress in the body that it has dampened down its ability to create freedom. So the inner freedom is really letting go of the habits so that the body's natural ability to produce happiness happens all the time. And that way it doesn't matter where you're at, what you're doing, what your circumstances are. You just have this inner sense of just exuberance and effervescence going through your system at all the time. How do we lose it? Well, we lose it by tension. I mean, if you imagine a person's heart beating in their chest all night, and then someone comes up and just squeezes it a little bit and expects it somehow to operate the same way, it's a little bit dicey. And the more it gets squeezed, the more the ventricles and the atria get a little bit misshapen, and all of a sudden they're not quite in sync, and that's a tension signal through the rest of the cardiovascular system. And this is just one example. We could talk about the liver, the kidneys, anything else. The more tense we become in response to outside situations, Situations, the more the body stops functioning at its optimal level. So are we looking to relieve the tension in our life or are we looking to tune in to the, to the freedom that's within us? Which do we do first? They both happen simultaneously. The, the more freedom ends where tension begins. So the more tension you're able to release. And what I mean by that is like excess, unnecessary tension. You obviously need tension to walk around the room and to eat dinner and stuff like that. So there is some tension that needs to happen, but there's a whole lot of unnecessary tension that happens inside of a human system, as well as, you know, suboptimal chemistry. That As that lets go, this freedom naturally shows up on its own. Tell me, what's the first step? Well, the first step is identifying where you're tense. <laughs> So a lot of people tend to believe that this emotional stuckness that we have, anxiety, or even the addictive compulsive behaviors we use to cope with our discomfort, they they tend to think that that's the place to start. But the reality is the brain is not in touch with the outside world. So all of our experience of life is built from the brain trying to interpret what's going on both out there and in the body. The first thing we have to do is like discover what's going on in our body. So persons having stress, persons having anxiety, persons having depression, the first thing that I have people do is go, that's great. That's a label we've put on a certain set of circumstances. Let's get clearer on it. What does anxiety look like in your body at this moment in time? What parts of you are anxious? Are your elbows anxious? Because if they're not, cool. Then what parts are? What about your toenails? What about your nose hairs? Like we want to eliminate (laughs) everything so that we start to see, oh, there's only certain parts of the body that are caught up in this. And it's a breathing pattern and it's a movement pattern and it's a certain posture. It's a certain way my eyes are looking around the room. And as you start to notice that, that becomes a practical set of things that you can start to change. And because you change them, the brain will have to interpret your situation differently. It starts to make different emotional states. All right. All right. All right. I think I'm getting this. So the brain, the brain is interpreting the stress that we feel in our body. And then the brain is responding with its own chain of of chemical situations that happens when it senses stress. But you're saying, too, that even when we're stressed, 
not all of our body is feeling the stress. That's a, that's a really interesting way to look at things. Like even when we're stressed out, if we were to really tune in, we'd see that only parts of our body are engaged in the stress. Do I have that right? That is correct. That's absolutely correct. And it should be a very, very heartening thing for anybody listening to be able to be like, oh, wait a second. If I just realize that even when I do experience what I call stress, it's not all of me. It suddenly becomes a smaller problem. And now you can start to change the things that you that are experiencing stress because stress is really, well, I'm tense here. I'm holding my breath there. Let me change those. Right. See what happens. Yeah. I, I like that a lot because even when you're tense, you can have the awareness that there's still more good <laughs> happening in your body than bad. Yep. Wonderful. Yep. Could we stretch this out to say that maybe we make our own anxiety worse? Yes, absolutely. It's kind of a loop. So here's what happens. Something happens in the outside world and the senses pick it up. The body then responds according to its past habits, whatever it's used to survive the, the last time. So if we used stress to survive, you know, some of us are really good at guilting ourselves into doing something that, that has good results, right? So if that was our past habit, then that's the first thing that happens. Then the brain looks at the body and goes, wow, we have these tensions here. We have this stuff going on. That means we're stressed out or we're anxious. Okay. All right, body, we're anxious right now. And then it sends a message back down and the whole body responds in a fight against anxiety and it creates a bigger fight on the inside. And so now the body has changed state, but worse. And then the brain looks down and goes, see, I was right. We really are anxious and it's getting worse. And then the body makes it worse again. And it goes on this loop until eventually some outside behavior is like, dude, what did we do the last time? Uh, do we need a drug? Do we need alcohol? Do we need to go binge on Netflix? What, what did we do last time in order to get us out of this state? We are talking to Bob Gardner. The topic is unleashing inner freedom, conquer stress, addiction, and anxiety. So you can help us to train ourselves to find happiness on autopilot. How does that work? So what happens is when you start to catch yourself in these anxious moments, in that moment, if you give yourself a different experience, for instance, if anxiety is you happen to be breathing kind of heavy and your eyes are darting around the room and maybe you feel a little bit of a, a bomb in your gut or something where you're like, oh no, and your movements are kind of jerky. The minute that instead of allowing that program to run, because it's a program, you weren't born doing that. That's something that was learned. So the minute that you catch it and you have your body do something different. So let's say that you, you zone out your eyes so that they're more of a panoramic view and they're not darting around so much or you change up your breathing so that it is you exhale really really big and then maybe you hold your breath or something but you do something different and then you stretch your belly or you massage it or something your brain's getting different information and it's getting this information that says wait a second the last time we were here we got stuck in this pattern for a while but all of a sudden something new is happening maybe this isn't as bad as we thought it was and when it gets that new information it starts to have options when your brain has options, it will naturally choose the option that, that, uh, that feels the best. And it's just that up until now, the only option it's had is to go to anxiety in certain situations. You give it a new option, all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, well, we don't have to freak out all the time. What that builds is a kind of instinct that doesn't require willpower. It doesn't require constantly. In the beginning, it does. It requires conscious work. But after a bit, all of a sudden there's no willpower. And instead of being a misery manufacturing machine... <laughs> and having mastered the art of being like stressed out and anxious and whatnot, all of a sudden we've gone to a different school and we've gone to the dojo of delight and we've got a black belt in happiness. And now it happens automatically. It's like a muscle memory. When we've given our brain an option between stress 
and something else, it will choose the less stressful thing? Mm-hmm. Quite naturally. Quite naturally. You know what? Yeah, it does it every time. Because your body is interested only in feeling like at ease and only in feeling well-being. So anxiety and stress are really painful to the body. They are poisons in a big way. They are meant to be last-ditch survival efforts. They're great things. They're wonderful. They're built there for a reason. When all else fails, stress arises, and that motivates us to get into action. We've just trained ourselves to live with that as the primary motivator. And so as we give it another option to say, oh, hey, this thing that used to trigger me, I look at it and it's, well, that's not as big a deal anyway, but I recognize I gotta do something. All of a sudden, the brain's like, cool, I don't have to freak out in order to be able to get into action. I can just do what's needed. And so it'll stop doing it naturally. How did we all get so addicted to freaking out? I think it happened over time. Um, But I don't think that the, uh, the excess of social media and visual stimulus and all the stuff that's grown over the past couple of decades has really helped that much because there's so much stimulus so much that's that's creating these dopamine deficits in people and these massive dependencies on entertainment and distraction that we haven't had a chance to sit with ourselves and go like, oh, wait, life is really beautiful on the inside. And I think with that and all of the propaganda that's come over the last however long has been the idea inside of most people that happiness is something that's out there that we have to go get instead of something that is always produced on the inside. And as soon as that's the idea, this chase for survival starts. The Freedom Specialist Bob Gardner is our guest. Can you uh, explain to people what the dopamine deficit is all about? So from what I know, and I'm not a biochemist by any stretch of the imagination, but from what I've read, from what I know, from some of the people like Andrew Huberman and Anna Lemke and these other researchers that have done quite a bit looking at it, dopamine deficit is essentially like that your body likes to be in balance. It likes to be in homeostasis. So it has dopamine, which is your sort of reward pathway. It's also what's called the, the molecule of more by Daniel Lieberman. It is a molecule that comes when there is like this surprise that happens, some element of risk or uncertainty, some novelty that happens, and it starts to create these different memories. Like it motivates us to go out and get things, but it also rewards us when there is an unexpected surprise, good or bad. This molecule is great. It's wonderful. It's built into us for survival. And there are certain activities that we do in the world, like games and, you know, games of, of risk, especially things when people are like looking into pornography and they're, they're involved in pornography a lot or they're doing things online. There's a lot of reward that comes in social media. Dopamine hits happen all the time. Uh, it can even happen a lot when people are doing a ton of things like ice baths and stuff. So even positive, healthy habits can sometimes create this deficit. Your body can only produce so much and then it's gone. What happens then is that the body produces another chemical called dynorphin because it doesn't like to be stimulated that much because that's taking it out of balance, the dopamine has. So it creates another chemical that balances it the other way and makes you feel lousy. That's why after you've had this great, wonderful laughter with your friends and whatnot, there's this moment of kind of like boredom or blah that happens afterwards. That's your body trying to bring you back to home base. And those chemicals last longer than the dopamine does. Well, what happens over time, whether people are using cannabis or or other types of drugs to stimulate this release, over time, your body exhausts its supply of dopamine and then there's this more and more and more of this other chemical in the system to the point where you're using whatever it is that you happen to be using whether it's a behavior whether it's a drug or something else just to get back to feeling good Mm -hmm. like normal not even feeling good anymore because you've tipped the scale so far the other way 
in order to rectify that, a lot of times all they'll recommend is a dopamine fast um, to go for 21 days in order to be able to like just reset the system. There are faster ways of doing it that we do at our retreats and stuff where you can clean your system out a lot quicker. Okay, so when you say we run out of dopamine, we don't run out of it indefinitely. We just run out of it for that moment, right? Right. Okay. Right, 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 right. So this would explain why yesterday when I took a nap and then it was time to get up and walk the dogs, I was in bed for 45 minutes scrolling through uh, TikTok videos and I, mm-hmm. and I could not stop. Like, I guess I enjoyed a video or two, but it was like there was a part of my brain that just kept reaching for the next one. It was a beautiful day. I wanted to be outside with my dogs, and I could not stop my brain chemistry from making my finger, you know, switch to the swipe to the next video and the next video and the next video. Right. That's the dopamine. What did you call it? The dopamine deficit. That's dopamine in action. Right. And then you can create a deficit if you do that days and days on end. And then you start feeling more and more lousy. One time is not going to do that. The key is, however, to tune into your to your here and now. That's where serotonin, oxytocin, you know, all of these other wonderful feel good chemicals come in the endocannabinoid system and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So here and now, you tune into your senses. So next time that happens, Casey, you're sitting there scrolling through TikTok, start to pay attention to the feel of the screen on your finger. Mm. Start to pay attention to like the feel of the sunlight on your hand as you're doing You don't even have to stop. Mm-hmm. As you tune into here and now, which is why I have people go back to your body and be like, wow, what am I feeling? Where is it? As you tune into here and now, this other system comes online. The great thing about it is the dopamine system never brings fulfillment. It only brings a desire for more. This here and now system is what creates fulfillment and lasting contentment and peace. So as you just tune into your body sensations, you come back to your senses, and then you literally end up coming back to your senses and go, oh, yeah, I've got other things to do. Right, right, right. Now, did you say you have retreats and things that helps people? I do. Tell me about those. So what I, a long time ago, I just, we were dealing with people who were dealing with a lot of addiction or lifelong trauma or depression, and they tried everything to get out. And I was like, look, this is all begins and ends in the body. And I, let's get them all in a room and let me just take them through some experiences to help clean their body out and starts to retrain their nervous system. And that gives them experiences that their brain now has options with. So we run these retreats for five days. They come in. We look at everything that's been going on. People from people with chronic pain, OCD, like deep depression and anxiety and all kinds of stuff have come. And then we take them through a series of experiences. We're doing movement. We're doing breathing. I'm showing them how to use their voice in order to create this feel-good painkiller inside their system. Um, I'm showing them just basically stupid human tricks 101 and taking them through a series of processes that helps them finally dump years and years and years of gunk so that when they come out the other side, they have skills and they're like kind of cleaned out in a really good way and they can go home and start to really live their life on a different level. Beautiful. Just tell us a couple of these exercises, if you could, especially the sound making one. That sounds like fun. Yeah, so so sound, your vagus nerve runs from your brain, runs down through your vocal cords, and it, vagus means wanderer, so it runs to all your internal organs and whatnot. So different sounds, and there's a lot of different ways to do it, but sound itself creates a vibration on the inside. And that's kind of like shaking off a little bit of tension in a way. So it stimulates all the internal organs to kind of be a little bit more optimal, helps to start cleaning out the system, and it also unifies the nervous system. So you have your gut brain, you've got your brain that's in your heart organ, you got, then you've got your major uh, center upside top in your head. And so we have people just use sound 
one sound for the for the gut, the ah sound. So if you make the sound ah, like you're doing a big sigh, or you're like screaming when you're jumping, when you're going down like a roller coaster or something, <laughs> it really energizes the body. Like that's the sound that really gets the body systems maintained. So ah sound is really good. And then ooh, the ooh sound is one that generally lives in the chest it helps with the lungs it helps with um it helps with a lot of emotional stuff as well and then mm, like when you're humming the mm sound really vibrates up and up in the top of the head so i have them do a series of ahs a series of oohs, a series of ums, and that starts to bring all the system together online and then we do them all together and then i have them just sit there afterwards and it starts to produce this incredible sensation like a kind of a buzzy tingle effervescence on the inside and the sense of just total bliss and some of them have just described some of the drug addicts we've had they're like man i've been on every drug on the planet i feel like this i'm high again and i have to tell him well the only reason the outside drugs work is because your body was meant to create it on the inside and the outside drugs are just a poor substitute your body was meant to create it on the inside so in a way bob gardner when we go searching for something we're already lost because we're searching for it outside of ourselves and it's built in is that right that's what i'm saying yep how do we find out more about you you can go to thefreedomspecialist.com. There's news there about my book called Built for Freedom that goes deep into this stuff. There's a chance to sign up for retreats or to just chat with a member of my team, one of our guides, who can kind of look at your situation if you're just curious about where to go next. There's online programs, um, including one called Choose Your Own Emotion, where if a person's really struggling and you want to learn how to choose your own emotion, that's a great place to start. Can we talk about your voice now? Sure. What do people tell you about this voice, Bob Gardner? <laughs> They tell me, they've told me from the time that I was a kid that I should be in radio. And? And I'm on the radio right now, so I guess <laughs> that wins. <laughs> Very good. I so appreciate you and the good work you're doing. Have a great day. You too, Casey. Thanks, Bye-bye. Bob. Bob Gardner, the freedom specialist. He's the author of the book, Built for Freedom. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On. We've got a free Zoom Monday night the 16th. And it's our last monthly Zoom of the season. We Zoom once a month, January through October. We take November and December off because nobody needs one more thing to do in November and December. And then we'll figure out how we're going to do things next year, next year. I know for sure on the 1st of November, we gather with the Demystics at Mount Carmel Hall in Burplank for an evening of messages from mediums. We're going to have a lot of special guests there, including Rosia LaRosa, the shaman. She's going to give an opening blessing. And Rosia LaRosa is the guest for our Monday night Zoom on the 16th. It's free. It's 45 minutes. It's a quick touch base. Feel good. And you can get the link at Place.com. December 3rd is our holiday market. February 23rd is our first retreat at Mariondale. My chickens are fine. Thank you so very much. We're adoring these cool autumn days. The Sunday market on the river continues through October. Come get some Hudson Valley apples and wear your costume on October 29th for our trunk or treat. There you go. We're all caught up. Our thought for the day is from one Carmen Jacob who said, Be the interior designer of your mind. Arrange your thoughts towards the light. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show with new episodes every week. It's your time to shine on.